Hi, everyone. This is Tom Salemi of Device Talks. Welcome to our second season of Medtronic Talks. In our first season, we spoke with the leaders of Medtronic's operating units to better understand the direction of each of the businesses. Now, with their courses set and clear, we're going to talk to the engineers, scientists, physicians, and other experts who are executing on these strategies. We'll still keep a tight focus on each of Medtronic's businesses, but we are going to get a lot deeper into these stories. Let's go. Hey, everybody. This is Tom Salemi. Welcome back to the Medtronic Talks podcast. Our guest today is Krista Sugarman. She's Vice President, Global Marketing and Communications at Medtronic's Diabetes Business. In this episode, we'll talk with Krista about how diabetes has impacted people close to her and why the company is keeping focus on how a diabetes diagnosis can really take over someone's life. I know you'll walk away with a better understanding of where Medtronic is headed in diabetes. And of course, we bring you this podcast episode in November, which is Diabetes Awareness Month. Before we begin this episode of Medtronic Talks, I'd like to bring in our sponsor, BMP Medical. I am speaking with John Faulkner. John is Vice President of Sales and Marketing at BMP. John, tell us about BMP. So BMP was founded in 1978. We were formerly known as Biomedical Polymers, and we're an OEM contract manufacturer that provides services to the medical device industry. We provide plastic consumables used in devices and diagnostic kits. We work with our customers from initial design, production, leveraging state-of-the-art injection molding and injection blow molding capabilities to produce an array of components and medical devices. We can offer consultation, mold development, drawing, R&D, tooling, process automation, statistical process control for all of our products. Our facility is equipped with a class eight clean room. We have a class seven packaging unit and we have a white room for assembly and packaging as well. We'll hear more from John a little later in the podcast. If you want to find out more about BMP Medical now, go to bmpmedical.com. Well, Krista Sugarman, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me, especially during such an important uh, month. Talk about Diabetes Awareness Month. Glad to be here. We're going to dive deep into uh, into the month and into diabetes uh, and understand it a bit more. But we always love to start these podcasts learning a little bit about our guests and finding out how they found their way to where they are. So what was your first job in MedTech? First job in MedTech was an inside sales job straight out of school. I moved, I went to Indiana, moved to California, having never been here, and wow. I had an inside sales and medical. But it was a, a great start where I was able to meet with um, physicians over the phone, and that was my introduction into MedTech. So it's a company called B. Braun McGall back at the time. Oh, sure. Yeah. Remember that well. So what was it about the, uh, was this a, a career that you're looking for? Or was it just a cool job that you heard about? What, what drew you into the MedTech industry? Well, I, I you probably hear this a lot, but at first, I uh, I, I thought that I wanted to go into uh, to be a physician and uh, <laughs> um, be a doctor, but that didn't. Uh, you know, as I started to, I actually had a family member who was in medical sales, and so did a field ride with them. And from then, I said, "This is great. I get to still have an impact." That was really the biggest change for me is when I saw and we went into physician offices, we met with patients, and being able to see that firsthand, I knew I knew right away it's what I wanted to do. But I had to earn my way there through uh, inside sales, starting with. Was it organic chemistry? Did that uh, did that do you? In? No, that was uh, that was definitely <laughs> it. So it, um, you know, it seems to take out a lot of organic chemistry. That seems to take out a lot of people. So, uh, or or yeah. I should say, that seems to send a lot of great people to the medical device industry. So uh, yes, sales was an easier path. We'll say that. Yeah. Way to go, organic chemistry. 
So let's uh, let's talk about the space you're in now. How long have you been? Uh, you you worked at J and J. You were at Novacept. When you arrived at Medtronic, is that when you started to focus uh, on the diabetes space, or had you been doing that previously? Yeah, so I've been with Medtronic now for going on 20 years. Um, so really fortunate to work for such a mission-driven company and, and an industry, like I said, where I get to improve quality of life. So it's very rewarding. Most of my career has been focused on marketing and sales. What I love about that is I've met with thousands of customers from all around the world, both patients and providers, and really get an understanding of what are their biggest challenges and how can we help solve them. So that's what I enjoy. I started with Pelvic Health uh, many years ago as a sales rep. Um, I was working there to educate and grow awareness of therapy options for bladder and bowel conditions. Uh, I loved Pelvic Health, but I really had a turning point in my career uh, back in 2015 when my best friend's son was diagnosed with type 1 uh, diabetes. I'll share just a little bit of that experience because it's really kind of brought me to where I am. And I very vividly remember watching the concern in my friend's voice you know, it was her family needed to quickly learn and adapt to care for their uh, newly diagnosed son. Uh, almost overnight, they had to start constantly checking blood sugars. They had to learn to carb count, uh, give shots before every meal. And it was just the nonstop worry that I learned a lot from watching them. And her son quickly went on a Medtronic insulin pump. And I I remember and still do have feeling such a, a sense of pride knowing that the company that I work for was saving her son's life. And that's that's what she told me. Um, and, you know, so I still get to learn from their experience and that helps us continue to get better. But that's what inspired me at the time I was at Pelvic Health, but inspired me to move over to our diabetes business and continue to push for advancements in the diabetes space. And so now I'm happy to lead our global marketing and communications team. And I'm responsible for the customer experience and making sure that our portfolio is meeting the needs of people living with and, and also caring for diabetes, just like my friend and, and her son. So that's what brought me here. We'll talk about the macro impact of, of diabetes in a moment, but I'd like to focus not necessarily on your friend and, and her son, but just on the personal impact that diabetes had. I mean, I've got children when they were younger, one of them had a food allergy. So it was that was something that you had to manage every day. And that fortunately was not a, a life or death sort of situation. It was, it was, it was less severe than that. I, the moment you share the story about your friend's son, I immediately put myself in that place. And I can't imagine having to suddenly be juggling this life or death challenge with your son and having to sort of manage them as well with, with shots and, and whatnot. Talk a bit about, if you would, sort of the personal impact of, of diabetes on families like this and, and what, the, what the daily impact is like. You've got the Blue Balloon Challenge uh, logo behind you. I've seen videos of that on LinkedIn. But what does getting that diagnosis mean for a mother and for a son and for a family? It's a great question, one that we have to think about on a daily basis. And We're going to take a quick break from this conversation and bring back John Faulkner. He's Vice President of Sales and Marketing at BMP Medical. John, tell me, what type of medical device companies does BMP Medical work with and what services do you provide? We're, we're very proud of our uh, and humbled with our 45 years of experience in helping customers bridge their capability gaps and get products to market quickly. We partner with OEMs, design development firms, growth startups, universities, just to name a few, to develop high-quality devices and components to enhance patient care. At BMP, we offer Class A clean room, plastic injection molding. We also do injection blow molding. We do product design and development, and clean room assembly and packaging. We also do Class 7 assembly as well. Whether the customer has a new concept, an improved design, or design transfer, we work to provide the best solution we can 
We're ISO 1345 certified, as well as FDA 21 CFR 820 approved. And John, I understand that BMP Medical makes devices of its own. Can you tell us a bit about that? Currently, the business is is set up in two areas. So BMP Medical, formerly known as Biomedical Polymers, we have our own line of products. So we've made these products for, for a number of years. And then the other half of the business is the contract manufacturing. So we provide components that range from IV sets to rapid point of care testing, clinical diagnostics, research tools, general lab consumables. Um, these components are used both in sam- sample prep, rapid detection, and have been a staple for us for over, over 40 years. And finally, John, what does the future hold for BMP? BMP has been always investing our capital into back into the business. In this last year, we purchased a few new machines. We put in four 80,000-pound silos here at the plant, and that's all to help with supply chain management issues that we're all experiencing in the industry right now. One of the things that we've really invested deeply in is is our robotics, end-of-arm tools for all of our, our molds and vision systems. And, you know, for us, if we're going to be helping manufacture high-end medical devices, lowering our cost and having great quality are two things that are going to really impact a customer's decision to go with us. And, and those are the things that we want to focus on moving forward and, and trying to help our customers with. Well, thank you very much, John Faulkner of BMP Medical for joining us on this episode and for sharing your insights. And thanks, of course, to BMP Medical for sponsoring this episode of Medtronic Talks. If you'd like to find out more information about the company, go to bmpmedical.com. That's bmpmedical.com. But what does getting that diagnosis mean for a mother and for a son and for a family? It's a great question, one that we have to think about on a daily basis. And the reason I think it's important is because I don't have type 1 diabetes, but we need to surround ourselves with people who are very close to it so we can really understand what it's like. Uh, And the biggest thing that we constantly hear is it's always having to be on, always having to think about how many carbs am I eating? What am I going to go high or low? How am I, as you said, in the case of a, a parent, you know, staying up at night. That was my friend's concern at the, when her son was diagnosed, they were staying up all night. They still, um, they sleep through the night better with, with therapies, but she says they still, it's a peace of mind that they you know want to, and that's what we want to help them give them that peace of mind. But it's the always on mentality of needing to um, check your own blood sugars, take care of your children when they go to sleepovers. That's another um, mm-hmm. thing that is, is really, I know my friends struggled with that as do many parents just wanting to make sure that they can constantly ensure that they're providing um, as much support as possible. Like I said, through the carb counting, through the always on and always having to make sure that they're eating the right things. All of that really plays into the always on mentality. I can relate to that as well. Having a one of my son's friends would come over for sleepovers and you get handed the EpiPen and you're like, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. And that's, um, you know, I don't know if, you know, now's a good time to talk about the blue balloon campaign, but that's why Let's we do came it. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's, I think it's a good, we want to make sure that we're again, really representing as much as we can, what it's like to, to live with diabetes. And so we came up with the blue balloon campaign to drive awareness through the metaphor that diabetes is a constant balancing act, um, managing time and range in addition to everything else um, that life throws your way. 
So the Blue Balloon Challenge asks people to bounce a balloon in the air while doing their everyday activities to show how difficult it can be. And we've seen some really creative posts from employees as, um, as well as di the diabetes community. Uh, I did my challenge as well. For mine, I, I did the Blue Balloon Challenge while at uh, a diabetes conference. Hmm. I was, it was early in the morning. I was, I was on the treadmill. I was in heels and balancing that balloon, really just trying to, it, it wasn't easy, but hopefully proving the point of what living with diabetes is really like in that constant balancing act. So we've had a great response uh, and it forces us at Medtronic to take a pause and just reflect on the really important role that we play um, trying to help people living with diabetes keep that balloon in the air. So we're excited. Absolutely. You referenced earlier, November is Diabetes Awareness Month. Diabetes World Diabetes Day is November 14th. Let's go through some of the stats you, you folks had shared that one in 10 adults were living with diabetes in 2021, but a recent publication in Lancet projected that could be more than double the number of people living with diabetes by 2040, with the largest relative increase happening in low, lower income and lower middle income countries. So talk about the community, the number of people who are impacted by it, and that really frightening potential for growth. Where are we sort of in the growth of, of the diabetes space? It sounds like it's, it's in terms of its prevalence, it's going to get worse and not better anytime soon. Yeah, um, unfortunately, it's a fast growing problem and it's especially over the last 15 years, but it's not anticipated to, to slow down anytime soon, unfortunately. The one in 10 adults, as you mentioned, uh, in the U.S. are currently living with diabetes. And as you mentioned, that number is expected to, to double uh, over the next 15 years. What's scary is that it's growing at an even faster rate for children. Um, so that's with Diabetes Awareness Month and then with World Diabetes Day on November 14th, we're really wanting to spread awareness um, as well as what signs to look for and, and to make sure that treatment options and support are well known um, as much as we possibly can. How do you engage with the diabetes community? We've talked to a number of people for this podcast and some other podcasts uh, about products in the, in the diabetes space. I mean, speak, if you would, just generally about the community for diabetes. I think it's a very unique group. I think folks are have to be more engaged with their devices and with their treatment than any other condition. What is it like to work in this space? And, and how does that contrast with some other industries or some other uh, specialties or sectors where you've worked within MedTech? Yeah, the diabetes community is a very closely knit community. And, and it's out of all of the businesses that we have at Medtronic, it's the community that engages the most with their peers and are making decisions more uh, through online and uh, in some of the social groups. So I think I read a stat that um, nearly half are going to seek decisions based on what they've heard from their online communities. Wow. And they're, and they're, they're going to Google search, they're going to you know, their Facebooks and really learning from what a lot of their peers um, are doing as a source of information, more so than any of our other businesses. So we really have to be making sure that we're also in the spaces to be able to educate. So we're, we're very active and have um, a social media team that can make sure that we're getting our message across directly um, as much as we possibly can. The Blue Balloon campaign is more to spread awareness, um, but we also use all of our channel approaches through social media, through a lot of the the JDRF partnerships and organizations with other groups like that um, to make sure that treatment options um, are, are well known um, and that there's education on solutions to, to really help. And our goal is to make living with diabetes easier. Um, mm -hmm. As we know, there's not a there's no cure. Uh, so we just um, our goal is to make living with diabetes easier. And we're making sure to, to use social communities to be able to, to get the word out. 
So social media is certainly powerful, but what about, let's talk about the devices and the, and the management of the disease. I think diabetes space has, and folks with diabetes have benefited from wider adoption of smartphones, from metal devices incorporating data into, into their devices. How is Medtronic bringing those technologies online to help people manage their condition? Yeah. Um, so what you're going to hear out from us is as well as making it easier to live with diabetes, our big focus is on what we're calling intelligent dosing to make all the experience easier through apps and, and smart devices. So I'll give you an example with our smart uh, MDI new product focus. Uh, you may have heard we acquired NPEN a few years ago, mm-hmm. had a solution for people on multiple daily injections that might not be ready or might not want to pump. So the NPEN system combines smart pen technology and an app to track how much insulin someone's taking. It can give personalized recommendations and really can help digitize their diabetes management to take away some of that mental burden and that mental math. And instead of having to do manual dose logging, this really helps track that for them through, through their app. So that's um, that's one example. And then, as you mentioned, the community, we're partnering, and hopefully you've seen, but we're partnering with Jennifer Stone, um, who's an actress and nurse here in LA, to really spread awareness on options and, and her experience on NPEN specifically. So um, that's one way that we're, we're really trying to spread awareness. But for those that prefer an insulin pump, we also, we want to automate the delivery of insulin so that they can spend less time thinking about their diabetes, uh, more time living life. We just launched uh, My Insights, which we're very excited about for for our insulin pump users. And that's where we're combining our data and AI capabilities in a program for the first time. So we're really excited. It's a unique program that leverages device data to deliver a monthly report to our users with personalized and key insights that help them adjust their behaviors. It gives them tips. And what's great about it is it also provides motivation along the way through badges and, and different accomplishments so that they can feel good about the, you know, even some of the small wins, just some acknowledgement for the work that they're putting in to manage their diabetes. And maybe one, uh, one example, a customer that's been on our insulin pump for over 20 years uh, shared, he just started with my insights. Um, he shared the monthly summary. He shared with me the, the screenshot of his progress. Um, and what he learned was that he was missing some of his meal boluses at dinner. Um, hmm. So my insights helped him take some action. So we're, we're really trying to leverage to, to your question, our, our, a lot of the data and AI that we have to provide meaningful support to take away the mental burden uh, for people living with diabetes. That's great. So the, the data is not just going into a, a black box of some kind for the physician. It's actually going to the hands of the people who can adjust or, or react to it immediately. That's exactly right. So, and it's the first time that we've really had a big program like this, but more to come. We know that we want to become, our, our new president's goal is to become you know, the apple of the diabetes space through our unique data science capabilities. Medtronic Extended Infusion Set. This is another another thing that I'm privileged and blessed to not be managing my own diabetes or someone else who has diabetes. So I'm not aware of, of even the impact that the infusion set can have and, and how often that needs to be changed and, and, and tended to. Talk a bit about what the infusion set does and what does the Medtronic extended infusion set mean for patients? So this is an area that you know, I'll just start with that hasn't really seen any meaningful innovation uh, over the last 20 years. It doesn't get talked or thought about much because there hasn't been a lot of innovation in this space. Um, sure. so people think it's just, it's got to be changed every two to three days. Um, and that's what people you know, on living with diabetes, people on pump therapy are used to doing. So every two to three days, they've got to change 
uh, their infusion set, which is really just one more thing for them to think about. So our, we've got some brilliant scientists who've been working on this for the better part of those 20 years. And we're going to be launching, we've launched in Europe, going to be launching here in the US in November, um, the first set that will last up to seven days. And our goal and what some of the feedback from our ambassadors is that it's great to be able to change everything at one time. So they can change their sensor on a Sunday. They can plan it and coordinate to also change their infusion set on a Sunday. And that's something that they've just never been able to do. But it's really driving. We had some market research done beforehand that really showed that that's a reason people will choose um, and or stay uh, with Medtronic if we can um, just make daily life easier um, and extend that up to seven days. So that improves the overall experience. And we're excited to launch it here uh, during Diabetes Awareness Month. Sure. No, I would think that that would be a huge reason for them to to join or to stay with with the brand. Could you just tell me what what goes into changing a set? Is it is it yeah. inserting a new tube into your wherever it's what it, what goes into it? Rather than my guessing. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what's changed with the set as well. Um, but so you know, for those who aren't as familiar with the diabetes space, uh, the infusion set is what delivers the insulin uh, from the pump, and so it's it's another insertion site that. People that were on a, on a pump will have to find a new space to be able to insert their, uh, it's another injection that they've got to give another poke. So um, what we had to change was pretty much everything about the set. So we have new tubing, we've got a new filter, protects the preservatives um, of the insulin. And we also have a new adhesive that allows it to stay longer without irritating the skin and causing more irritation there. And then also another great advantage of the set um, is it comes with our Mio Advance uh, One Press Serter, which just allows for a more consistent and stable um, insertion process. So all of that combined, uh, we're, we're seeing great results so far. And like I said, can't wait to make it more broadly available for, for people in the U.S. So currently prior to this advance, I mean, it, changing a set would require you to remove a tube from an insertion site and to place a new one in the insert. I mean, just I'm just trying to put myself having to do that every couple of days. That yeah. just adds to the, the onerous quality of the disease. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's something else that they have to think about every two to three days um, on average. So if we can give them that much more time and they can do it at the same time as sensors now, up to seven days on sensor, they can do it all at one time. It's just one less thing that they've got to think about. Yeah. I just took a business trip last week and now I'm thinking, all right, you'd probably have to pack one or two of those depending upon how long you're gone for. And amazing. Well, looking forward, I understand there's been some data collected sort of that has compared the automated insulin pump from Medtronic versus the way that insulin had been injected previously and sort of compared and contrast the, the benefits or, or the impact of an automated insulin system. Talk a bit about the, the Lancet study and uh, where are we headed from here? Yeah. So I know I've talked a lot about wanting to make it easier through our therapies, but we also want to prove that our therapies work and work really well. And there are a lot of options out there. So in September this year, our ADAPT study was published in the Lancet and results, it was meaningful as it was the first of its kind, a randomized control study. And it compared outcomes for those on traditional multiple daily injections and those who are intermittently scanned CGM uh, to those of our next generation uh, insulin pump. Uh, and this was just published in the Lancet. It was presented at uh, ATDD and ADA uh, last year and really encouraging results that could support the use of insulin pump therapy at earlier stages in the treatment pathway. That's really what we're, uh, as we talk about spreading awareness, we also want to share awareness that there's a misconception around patients that need to meet a certain profile sometimes before being prescribed a pump or they've got to earn a pump. So our goal with this study uh, is to really show that more patients could potentially benefit earlier on from automated insulin delivery. 
you know, maybe the last thing I'll share on that is that there's still a number of uh, individuals using an insulin pump worldwide. The penetration rate is still really low uh, when you look at the potential of people that could benefit. Um, so it's studies like this in Lancet, but I think you're going to hear more and more about Yes, the benefits of continuous glucose monitoring, which should be, we think, the standard of care, but also helping to automate those decisions. So a lot more to come in that area. What is the, the hurdle that you have to clear or, or the, the resistance that you need to sort of explain a way to have folks switch over to an insulin pump? Is there a concern? Uh, is there something they're just wary of? What is the, the biggest thing keeping that adoption from, from really growing? Yeah, um, it used to be more some on the reimbursement side and just challenges um, with with some of the payers. But as that's gotten easier, I think now um, it's education on how pump therapy has gotten easier over time. And, you know, some in the past have said, hey, you've got to have an A1C of X before you can really get a pump. But that kind of takes away the point of what automated insulin delivery is for, which is to help people that are that are struggling and may need and need additional support. So that's one of the misconceptions previously is you had to be a great carb counter or you had to you know really earn a pump through um, through an A1C that's at a certain level. And it's studies like this um, that will really show that the benefits of automation, um, and that's when you ask where we're going, I think that's that's what we're confident and what we're excited about the future of diabetes is how do we automate more so that people can think about their management of diabetes less and less. And that's where uh, we think the world's going. Fantastic. All right. Well, it's an important stuff. Glad to see you're making progress. And thank you for joining us in the podcast. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Well, that is a wrap. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Medtronic Talks. Thank you to BMP Medical for sponsoring and to Krista Sugarman for making herself available. Please do us all a favor and share this episode of Medtronic Talks on your social media channels. And when you do, connect with me. I am on LinkedIn, Tom, S-A-L-E-M-I, and on Twitter, at Medtech Tom. Of course, would love you to tag Device Talks and Medtronic as well. Don't miss a future episode of the Medtronic Talks podcast. Make sure you like, follow, and or subscribe to this podcast on any podcast application so you'll have future episodes sent directly to you. You could also find past episodes on those podcast players or go to devicetalks.com or go to medtronic.com. We're everywhere. Once again, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Medtronic Talks podcast. We'll have another great episode of the Medtronic Talks podcast coming to you in just a few weeks.